Howdy, 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 and welcome to the Red Dirt Aggie Show. I'm Brian, the Red Dirt Aggie. That over there is Wynn Williams. What's going on, man? Good to have you. Hey, man. It's good to be here. Thanks for uh, thanks for reaching out and setting this up. I know we uh, we tried a couple times, but uh, <laughs> man, life happens, and yeah, it and <laughs> you know, we we finally made it happen here after the first of the year. So I'm thrilled to be here. Thank you for the invite. Yeah, absolutely, and we're we're glad to uh, we're glad to have you here too. And yeah, man, life really does happen. It, it got busy around that uh, around that holiday season for sure. <laughs> it always does. It always does. But you know, so busy busy can be good though too. So it's uh, you know things are things are rolling along here. We're into the new year and uh, ready for a new year here on the podcast. And I'm sure you're ready for another year and making music. <laughs> That's right. But um, you know. Why don't you go ahead and just kind of introduce yourself a little bit to our listeners? You know, where where are you from originally? Um, you know, if you kind of want to just give us your backstory, you know. Sure, man. Yeah, I grew up in Weatherford, Texas, um, just right outside of Fort Worth. And uh, and I graduated from high school in 2012. I went to Weatherford College for a couple of years, um, got my associate's degree, and then I transferred to Texas A&M right. and graduated from – from A&M in 2016 and it was in College Station where I really started to to play music and <clears throat> go down the career path um, of a professional musician uh, you know artist uh, writing songs and releasing music and, and of course touring all over the place so um, that's kind of the 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 gist of it um, I, whenever I was in high school I was a rodeo a rodeo cowboy. I was a steer wrestler and, um, I was also in choir, uh, all four years of high school. And I always, I've always sang my entire life. And in high school, I started playing guitar and we'd go to the rodeos and, and I'd sit on, you know, sit out by the trailers and, and pick the guitars I was learning and, right. and just sing along to the only song or two really that I knew. <clears throat> and, um, and from then on, man, I just, I just, kind of fell in love with with being on stage and performing and and my time at A&M uh, is whenever I really started to lean into songwriting and yeah um you know I, I I spent a little bit of time diving into that trying to trying to kind of hone those skills and uh graduated of course in 2016 and then released my first EP the words fly EP in 2017 and I think I wrote, I would have to look back. I'm trying to think of the songs that are on there, but I think I wrote five of the six songs on that EP, if I remember correctly. And then um, started playing around mostly acoustic stuff. I mean, that's how everybody gets started. Started right. playing like at the tap um, and some spots right. around town. And then I started to kind of expand, you know, outwards from college station. Um, and then Let's see. In 2018, uh, I had some dates. My first full band date, like with a with a band that I was gonna, you know, go play more dates with, was actually at Hurricane Harry's. Uh, we opened for Mike Ryan. I think at I was Harry's there. and uh, <laughs> that Tristan. Concert. Were you really? Yeah, I think so. Because I was like, <laughs> I know, I, I was like, I swear, I've seen, I've seen you open at uh, Harry's at least once. And I went. I know I went to a lot of Mike Ryan shows okay. there when I was in school. That was my senior year there, so I'm like, I'm pretty sure I was there. That's that's cool. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Heck yeah. Right we've we've opened for Mike uh, a few times there, and and we played Harry's a bunch now. Um, 
and we're going to be there right. again uh, on the 26th with Randall King. But, but anyway, um, you know, put a band together in 2018. And um, ever since then, man, I've, I've been, been fortunate to call this a career and, and do this for a living full time. This, this is what I do. I don't do anything else. Right. Um, so it's, uh, it's, it's been a lot of fun, man. And then in 2020, I put out my first full length record, 14 songs, uh, self-titled record. Um, I think I wrote 13 of the 14 songs on there uh, with co-writers, of course. Right. And, and, uh, since that point, um, of course we've gone through all the, all the fun COVID times and then released a bunch of music singles wise and some EPs, uh, over the course of the past few years. And, uh, we've got some new music coming out in 2024 as well. So man, it's been, uh, whenever I think about it, let's see, we're coming up on seven years of doing this full time. It's, uh, it's so crazy how fast time flies. Yeah, isn't it? I mean, I I was, I I, I was at Harry's the other day, just like back in town for a concert. Or you know, my wife and I will go up there to dance. Sometimes I'm only in an hour, you know, from College Station. Uh, but we're in there the other day, and I I was started thinking. I'm like, I've been coming here for almost ten years now. I feel so old because I was a freshman in 2014. Right. <laughs> you know, and I'm like, I'm sure I went there my freshman year at least once. So. Uh, really started going, you know, sophomore, yeah. junior year. But I'm like, that's like 10 years of coming to the same place. I'm like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> I guess that's a testament to I know, Harry's man. being fun, though. But like... It's so crazy. <laughs> Harry's is such a fun venue. But, man, yeah. it's like you walk in there and it's just so funny. <laughs> like playing these college towns anymore is, is so fun. Just because, like, it brings back so many memories mm. of – being in college you know be, oh, yeah. going and watching shows at harry's and like thinking man i want to play that stage and now here i've I've played it i don't even know how many times i'd have to go back and look right and it's yeah it's just it it's time <laughs> it blows my mind how fast time goes by and it only seems to go faster as i get older too and that's that's the scary part right right <laughs> yeah, yeah i'm only 27 yeah. but still it's like it's Oh my gosh, I keep playing and then <laughs> <laughs> But I know uh, what you mean. It's crazy. <laughs> but yeah, and what um you know, you mentioned those uh you mentioned those COVID times too, how that was kinda crazy. Um, you know, just to I guess kinda how did that kind of affect your music career and the way um everything was going with that? Yeah, man. Um it was it was pretty devastating, I'll be honest with you. Um right. You know, we, we were having a really strong, we came off of 2019 super strong, and then we had a bunch of dates on the calendar for 2020. And I feel like we had just released my first full-length record. Um, you know, those songs were starting to catch fire. Uh, and then just two months after releasing that record, everything shut down. And we our last show that we played, Rodeo Houston was March 4th, and then we had... March 12th in Midland, which we were playing, we were literally sitting at dinner in Midland when Rodeo Houston shut everything down. Yeah. And uh, I remember sitting at the dinner table telling the guys, we're, we're done for the year. And, yeah. uh, and sure enough, we were supposed to play Rodeo Austin on Saturday. And um, 
and it got canceled. So it was like, dude, it was such a, a deflating time. It, it, it took a pretty good toll on me, just like my mentality Three, about, yeah. you know, moving forward. We, it, it was just, it was such a rough time, man. <laughs> I yeah. mean, I just watched all of our shows get canceled in the blink of an eye and, and it was super discouraging. And, you know, at that point, you know, I wasn't making any money. And, uh, my only source of income, of course, was, was playing music. And whenever you see all those dates start to drop off your calendar, it's, you know, yeah. you start to worry a little bit. And fortunately my, you know, my, uh, my wife, she, she was working too, but, um, you know, we weren't married at the time. So her income was her income and, and mine was mine. And <laughs> all of a yeah. sudden I didn't have any. So, uh, um, <laughs> you know, it was, it was pretty devastating and, and I was discouraged. I was super discouraged. I, I wasn't really writing songs. Um, right. cause I wasn't sure what the, what the future was going to look like in, in the business. Um, and then, and then we started to kind of pick things up and we were playing some shows and, uh, you know, we got through it. I, I started mowing lawns like in my neighborhood here in Fort Worth because just, you know, just to make a little extra money and, well, yeah, because it like, was uh, at a certain point, you know, there's there's no that that income that was there before just isn't there. You got to find something else, I guess, in the meantime. That's tough. that's exactly right. Yeah. And fortunately, you know, like we, we had some merch sales that came through online and, and there were some of those like. I never like did one of the virtual shows where like you could Venmo or whatever, but but some people would like, you know, tip tip me and, and like buy extra merch or something like that. And and some people just like straight up said, here, here's, you know, two or $300 just to, just to get you through. And, um, you know, well, that was awesome, super man. helpful. Well, yeah, yeah the, no, it was, it community. was a, a massive blessing. And the, uh, you exactly. Know, you really saw the community all across, uh, Texas music and all the independent musicians and everything at that time. It well, and just everyone across the scene really kind of come together. Cause, uh, a lot of, um, you know, it didn't just affect, you know, the people playing and performing the music too, but, uh, and maybe this is more for, uh, for larger artists and stuff too, but all the people that they employ and everyone employed across the whole industry is hurting because there's not these live shows going on. So everything from the venues to, you know, people who maybe help set stuff up on the road or people who are doing anything. And so, you know, just seeing the, that people were setting up almost like foundations and stuff. Some of the larger artists were doing stuff to help out the smaller artists. And then you had, um, you know, uh, fans that were donating money during those live streams, or like you said, uh, buying extra merch or just straight up sending money. Cause people wanted to see their, their favorite music, you know, continue to be a possibility during such a tough time. Right. Yeah. But, uh, Another thing too, that was really, really cool. And, and stuff that I enjoy is, uh, doing the private parties, you know, people would hire yeah. us to do private parties in their backyard, whether it be acoustic or full band or whatever, but they just wanted to gather with their friends in a, in a public setting, you know, as public as they could be, but in the right. comfort of their own homes. And, uh, and we, we did a, quite a few of those private shows and, and I gotta be honest with you, that's, that's what kept me that's what kept me afloat, you know, paying my own bills. Um, <clears throat> so that was, that was a tough time. Uh, really it was. And trying to keep your, keep your head up during a situation like that was, was certainly uh, difficult. Um, but you're also like, you're in this crazy space anyway, as an artist, because, <laughs> you know, 
you're you're creating something that you're you're like creating something that everybody has a totally different opinion on um <laughs> yeah and what one person likes another person may completely hate and so you're like constantly in this internal struggle of okay well if i write this is this person gonna like it or are these people gonna think that you know it's <laughs> and then you different from what i've like done in the too. past or <laughs> yeah and it's it's like i don't know man it's it's a very like strange it's just a very strange dynamic internally as an artist whenever you're sitting there thinking about creating something from nothing essentially well um, i am I never really thought about that way. Go ahead. Uh, Sorry, I I didn't mean to cut you off there, but I was just going to say, like, kind of adding to what you said, like, I I never really thought of it that way. You know, you're creating something that that you want people to resonate with and you want people, you want it to relate to people. But at the same time, you don't want to just create something for someone else because it has to mean something to you, too. Or else, then they're going to be able. Then they're going to think it's fake. Then it's going to come off as not meaning. Something. Yeah. So it's like it's. A, I'm sure it's like a whole like the wheels are spinning in there the whole time you're trying to come up with something. <laughs> yeah, sure. it's it's a like I said, it's an interesting place to be <laughs> as a creative. <laughs> but uh, you know, it's it's. I'm I'm so lucky that I've been able to do this for a living. Um, you know. It's it's something that a lot of people dream of doing, and and I've yeah. been fortunate enough to to kind of figure it out to to make it work. So, um, is there anything positive that maybe came out of such a bad you know time? Like, was there any new music? Was there maybe something you learned from that? Yeah, I think you kind of learn in, in times of adversity. I think you kind of learn what kind of person you are. So, yeah. Um, you know, eventually I got out of that slump of uh, not writing music and um, and then, you know, just just figuring out what kind of man you are. You know, are yeah. you going to be somebody who, who curls up and and says, all right, you know, I'm done. Or are you going to get out there and, and hustle up and uh, and push on right. through? And and I've been that kind of person my whole life just to figure stuff out. And so. um you know, even even whenever I was rodeo and I noticed a change in in my personal in my personality, I noticed a change going from you know a kid that uh, was playing sports and it was so much of a team effort, and um, then you know you're rodeoing and it's pretty much a lot of stuff is all on your shoulders, um, and then you have a bunch of responsibilities. Uh, that go with that and you kind of like i said it, it it shows you what kind of man you are and uh you know you face different variables whether it be in the arena or outside of the arena um and then that translates very well into music um i tell people it's a lot like rodeo because you're traveling hours and hours and hours and yeah you know thousands of miles for a small tiny amount of time <laughs> Um, hurry up and wait. to go out there and make your run or go out there and play your show. That's exactly what it is. And, um, it's just, you know, it's, it's, it's those hard times that, that, um, kind of show you who you really are. And so I would definitely say that, um, you know, going through that adversity strengthened me as a person, um, 
And then also during COVID, like I said, I got out of that slump. I started writing songs via FaceTime. And that's whenever I started writing songs for uh, for the Your Love EP and then some of the, the singles that we released uh, over the course of the past couple of years. So, um, you know, it, it certainly hasn't been accelerated in terms of the release strategy. Um, but, uh, you know, it's allowed me to, to get in the creative space again coming right. out out of that adversity so right and it's uh i'm sure it was you know quite the struggle uh dealing with that you just had a lot of a lot of negative things you know to talk about there but what's your what's your favorite <laughs> part yeah, yeah i guess shifting gears right but what's your what's your favorite part about being a musician you know what is the part that you enjoy the most is it creating music like writing the songs or is it getting on stage and performing or you know releasing music or maybe even something else Man, I would say um, playing the shows and hanging out with people at the merch stand afterwards or just after the show, not necessarily at the merch stand, but but just seeing people hanging out and enjoying themselves. Um, you know, I'll get people come up to me and, and they'll talk about how, you know, one song connects with them a certain way and, and maybe another song connects with them a different way. Um, or they'll ask Bluetooth me questions about the music and I can kind of tell them the story. Um, so, uh, you know, getting to, to meet all the people and then like, you'll see the same people come out to show after show and you just kind of become like a little, a little family, if you will. And, uh, right. playing the shows is obviously a lot of fun. Um, traveling to new places is fun and, and seeing, seeing new places is a lot of fun. Um, probably the most fun is being in the studio, just taking a song from straight up, you know, guitar vocal and turning it into right. a full band production. That's probably the, like the most fun creatively that you can have. Yeah. Cause you have, you know, and um, where I've heard this from people who we've had on here too, you know, you have a song and, it's kind of crazy because you're the only one who knows the song in your head and how it's supposed to sound sometimes when you're writing it. And so until you get it recorded, it's kind of like you have to remember the right way to play it every time unless you got it. That's what – I don't know. I've had some guys say that, um, and it's – that it's kind of hard for them to go perform it definitely the first couple of times too because they're like – it's not like there's anything they can listen to, <laughs> to like unless you're recording it as you're writing yeah. it. <laughs> but um, – yeah. Definitely it's true. Like you'll, you'll come up fun. with it's yeah, it's so much fun. And you'll find too, like you have this guitar vocal and maybe you've been playing it at shows acoustically just okay. to like test it out. And then the way you, the way that you've, you know, come to play the song is different than how you recorded in the studio. So then like you're <laughs> having to relearn, you're having to like relearn this song um, just to play it, you know, with your band, which is sometimes a, a funny, a funny thing to do, to think about. Right. But, uh, but no, you're, you're absolutely right about, you know, getting in there and creating something in your head that like only you can hear in your head. <laughs> and then you're trying to explain that to other people and like then letting this. them do their thing. Uh -huh. Yes. Or, yeah, no, exactly. I'm sure, especially, you know, when, if you're, like, visualizing 
maybe the other instruments in your head, you know, and you're like, so can you give me something that sounds like this? <laughs> you got to figure out how the, the right verbiage to explain all that, you know? <laughs> right. But, yeah. Yeah. And you're, you're using adjectives like uh, a little more splashy, not, you know, not so <laughs> clunky or, you know, it's like listening, listening <laughs> to, uh, <laughs> listening to musicians talk about sounds, especially drum sounds, uh, <laughs> yeah, because you know, it's, it's like it's kind of funny. Yeah, because there's so many. You know, it's a drum, but there's so many different ways you can hit it. <laughs> like, that's, right. I, yeah. I even, yeah. Like, <laughs> just things that you don't even think about sometimes. But um, you, you know, you you say you travel a lot, a lot of hurry up and wait. So that means you're on the road a lot. Um, probably stopping at a lot of gas stations, right? Would that be true to say? We are indeed. So. Yeah. What's your go-to gas station snack? If you walk into a gas station, what are you grabbing? You know, like. Ooh. Um, man, I, this is probably going to sound weird, but I'm a QT hot dog guy. Okay. Hot dogs. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to snag a hot dog from QT. If that's where we're stopping. If we're going to like a, like Bucky's. a loves or a pilot or a flying J or something like that, then I don't know. I don't know what I, what's my go-to there, but, uh, Bucky's is typically a burrito of some sort, or maybe a sandwich. They have a great, um, turkey melt. Yes, <laughs> dude. That's what I was getting ready to say. Have you tried their turkey melt there? And they have like, it has, I think it's honey mustard. I don't know. There's some kind of sauce on it too that just oozes out of it, and it's all like melty. And just, oh, I love this. Yes. <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, the big, turkey melt at Bucky's is is. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh! Yeah, Bucky's Bucky's is is goaded for sure. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but um, you know, I'll, I'll stick with food here for a second. But uh, the beans belong in chili. I like beans, so I'm gonna say yes. <laughs> you know, I'm I'm good with beans too. But there's you know there's those those guys that are like, oh, Texas chili doesn't have beans, and then you've got then you've got Rich O'Toole on the other side, like yes, it does. So we uh, I, it's kind of a little like homage to Rich that I ask it now on every uh, every episode. <laughs> he, he was the first guest that ever came on here, like way back in the beginning, like. Oh, okay. Well, I say way back, but maybe like a year ago when I started doing this. Uh, but he um, was like on episode four when I started doing this, and um, he's you Heck know yeah. he's got his whole campaign for beans. So we ask everyone now, and it's interesting to hear because there's some like very passionate like for and against arguments. <laughs> but yeah, so you're yeah. Well, I'm I, team I'm beans. team beans. I like team beans. beans. That's uh, right. <laughs> Well, and then what, uh, you know, going back to the songwriting side of things, what's your favorite song that you've written so far? doesn't have to be one that's out yet either. You just want um, to describe it. Yeah. I, I'll, I'll give you a couple. Um, I think my favorite song ever that I've written probably has to be a song called Like She Does. Uh, that one just came out this past year. Right. And it's a, it's a song I wrote about my wife. Um wrote it whenever we were engaged and um the way it turned out in the studio is just exactly exactly to a t 
how I imagined I it. <laughs> and um, and then we got Kylie Fry to do uh, background vocals on it, which was cool. Um, Kylie's right. such a sweetheart. Um, but that's probably my favorite song I've ever written just because it means so much to me. And of course, I, I love my wife dearly. Um, and uh, there's a new song <laughs> that, yeah, well, you got to, you got to. <laughs> and uh, there's a new song that I wrote with uh, Bryce Long and Jeff Hyde called Denver to Dallas. And um, that one might be one of my favorites as well. Uh, it's going to be coming out this next year. I'm not exactly sure when, but um, keep an eye out for that one. It's a just Denver a to Dallas. straight up country song. Yep. Make note of that so we can promote it for you when it comes out. Make sure we share it and everything. <laughs> All right. But, um, but yeah, so be on the lookout for Denver to Dallas and stream like she does. <laughs> Already out now. Um, everywhere, right? Everywhere you get your music. Spotify. I know it's on Spotify. I saw it there. But um, yes, everywhere sir. else too, right? Yes, sir. Um, but yeah, you know, uh, being out on the road again, going back to that, what's you mentioned, um, you mentioned rodeo, you know, being like a, uh, seems like a significant part of your life, right? Um, when, uh, when did you first start rodeoing and when did you kind of, uh, stop? Like what time period was that? I know you said in high school, but did you continue after high school as well? Yeah, I started in high school. Um, it would have been the summer of my freshman year of school. Uh, we just, I think we were practicing football one day. I think it was in the spring, actually. We started practicing where we were just finishing up football practice. And uh, my buddy's dad came and, and picked us up from football practice. He was like, all right, we're going to go learn how to how to wrestle steers. <laughs> and, uh, and so we went over to Fort Worth, came over to Fort Worth, and and we went to this uh, this bulldogging clinic and, and learned how to do it. And that was freshman year of high school. And uh, I rodeoed all the way through high school and went to Weatherford College on a rodeo scholarship, actually, um, oh, wow. to rodeo for Weatherford uh, mm -hmm. for two years. And my sophomore year, I got injured a week before our first rodeo that year. Yeah. I w we just got a brand new practice arena brand new practice steers and i was the literally the first jump on in the new arena in the practice steers hmm. and uh and i blew out my knee oh. and so i had to take take the year off and uh and yeah. so then got surgery and you know did all that stuff and then i that's whenever i graduated in 2014 from weatherford and then i transferred right. to a&m and rodeoed for one semester at A and M. Okay. So, um, so you did it, and I didn't do well. so well. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I rodeoed at A and M for one semester, but I was, I was losing money like crazy. And plus, you know, you're, you're no longer living at home, so you have bills to pay. Uh, so, yeah, I was spending money on entry fees and travel and and all this other stuff. And then I also had bills to pay. So when you're not winning any money and you're not working, 
that money dries up very quickly. So uh, I stopped rodeoing um, in 20, the fall of 2014, which would have been my junior year of, of college at A&M. And that's so cute. that's whenever I, that's whenever I kind of started playing music a little bit more seriously, you know, just dabbling or dabbling. Yeah. Cause I know you talked about like while you were rodeo in high school and stuff, you would, you know, you were doing a little bit, but I guess once you kind of quit the rodeo, is that when you got like more full time into, into music? Yeah, I certainly started trying to, get the timeline. <laughs> trying to I appreciate that. Um, my, my junior year of college, I was, I wasn't really sure that I could make, uh, you know, make singing a career per se. Um, but I was to the point where like I could go maybe play a show and and get paid a couple hundred bucks. Um, so I would do a couple of those things. And then, and then at the same time, I was also like getting summer jobs and uh, doing internships and, you know, trying to bolster my professional resume. Um, and as it turns out, I don't even need one at this point, but, um, it's, uh, it, it really wasn't until my senior year of, of college that I, right. um, it was in the spring of 2016 actually that I, that I really started to think about giving it a go. And, um, that kind of just came from actually doing the internships and, and like doing the, you know, the nine to five, like job stuff. I was like, this isn't that much fun. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. And playing music was. And so I, like I said, I started writing songs at that point and playing around town and, and then, you know, making a little bit of money so that I could, you know, pay my bills. And then fortunately in College Station, you know, the, the rent was cheap. So I wasn't having to make that much money. Right. Uh, so I could, so I could play music, you know, and I could, I could go make, you know, a few hundred bucks. And, and at the same time I could, you know, have the freedom to, to write a song at 2 AM or, you know, go to class and then go play basketball or whatever, you know? So it was like this, it was this beautiful balance of, of having the freedom to pretty much do, you know, what I wanted when I wanted, but also, still being able to make a, a living as a college student, I guess, if, if you're able to do that, um, by, by playing music, which is what I ultimately ended up doing. And that's what I wanted to do. Yeah, no, that makes, I mean, that makes perfect sense. And then, so, you know, just, uh, circling back to the rodeo for like just a second. I mean, do, do you ever miss, uh, rodeoing at all? Man, sometimes I do, but like I said, their music and, and rodeo are so closely related. And oh, a lot yeah. of times we're playing rodeos. So yeah. it's like, so you're still I'm around still it. around. I'm, Oh, I'm, I'm around it a lot. And, and yeah. it's funny. Like you'll, you'll be like around the same circle of people. Um, like I do some stuff for the cowboy channel and resist all hats is a, uh, is a sponsor of ours. And, you know, they're big into the rodeo scene, the Western world as well. So I see a lot of the same people, um, you know, it's just a different, 
it's just a different thing. Yeah. No, and that's uh that's that's an interesting way to put it in you know, obviously being in country music, you know, you're going to find yourself around rodeo at some point <laughs> one way or another. And um yeah, I think that's I think that's certainly true. And I mean, you know, uh talking rodeo and music and stuff uh kind of takes us into our next point. I mean, do you have any any other like hobbies or interests or anything or passions outside of uh music? Yeah, thing? I wouldn't want to be doing anything else. <laughs> <laughs> but um in terms of like my hobbies and and other stuff, my my wife and I we love to travel. Um so we we travel quite a bit. Um I've been fortunate to book some shows over in various places. We're going to Europe um oh, wow. to play some dates here in just a few weeks and um and and I'll do that again later this year uh for another couple dates, but um getting to see the world is is something that you know I've always wanted to do and and I'm like I said I'm I'm very fortunate that I get to do it. Um and I get to play music. So I'm trying kind of combining that interest of traveling with, like you were saying, doing your career, your passion, your thing that you always wanted to do. And you're getting to, at the same time, maybe you're going to change someone over there because they're going to experience music they've never heard before. I, I don't know. Unless, unless you have a lot of fans in Europe, I don't know. I mean, but um, I just, I think that's, that's neat. And then in, in, and of itself. Yeah, absolutely. It's um sometimes i'm i i'm just blown away at, at the the opportunities that i've had and, and the cool stuff that that i get to do um because of because of this job that i have um so we we do quite a bit of traveling and um i'm also kind of getting a little bit into real estate we bought a, a rental property that we're uh trying to expand on and, and maybe get a yeah. couple more of those as time goes on. Um, I recently got my uh, pilot's license as well. So that's a, a oh, another that's hobby cool. of mine. Um, so yeah, man, I mean, we stay busy all the time. Uh, whenever I'm not on the road, we're always doing something. And my wife just started a, a floral business this past year. So she's trying to get that off the ground as well. Um, so it's, you know, it's, it's a, it's a busy time, man. It's a really yeah. busy time, but, but, uh, you know, that's what you're, that's what your mid to late twenties and, and early thirties are for is to, you know, take risks and do the things that you want to do and, and, uh, you know, try and try and build and prepare for the next chapter, whatever that may be for you. Well, yeah. And I, I think it's, you know, interesting you say that, you know, I'm, I think I fit that bill. I'm in the mid to late twenties. I'm 27. Um, you know, so, I mean, I started this podcast, uh, last year. I'll just say last year. I think it was last year. Um, I know it was less than a year. We started doing, uh, video episodes. Um, cause originally it was just on Spotify and it was a lot less, um, it was a lot more janky <laughs> in the beginning. I just had my phone and I'm like talking into my phone and, you know, over time I'm like, all the time I'm like, I need a microphone. I need this. I need lighting. I need, cause then when I started like recording it, putting it on YouTube, I'm like, okay, I want it to look like somewhat cool behind me. And then I'm like, Oh, there's shadows on my face. I need lights. And I'm like, 
My eyes are my eyes look weird. Like I'm not looking at the camera. I'm gonna start wearing sunglasses. I'm trying to do. I'm trying to think. I overthink everything. everything. <laughs> I'm sure you do the same thing as an artist. Heck yeah. What countries in particular are you gonna visit while you're over there and be performing in? This time uh, we're gonna be uh, playing in Zurich, Switzerland, um, a little town in Austria. Uh, called Niederhog. I think I'm pronouncing that correctly. I'm not 100% sure. <laughs> and then um, another another small town. I think it's pronounced Caros or maybe Caro uh, in the south of France. So um, we were supposed to have another date in Germany outside of Munich, but, uh, but that one got canceled. So now it's just three dates. Um, but this summer I played in Italy and... Wow. Uh, I, I think I can announce it. I'm, I, I hope so. I'm going to be going back over there and playing in Spain in October. Um, and maybe we'll get some more dates, you know, in other countries as well. Um, so, uh, you know, we'll see. That's it, such a, that's such a cool thing. I know we just talked about it, but it's such a cool thing, man, to be able to go over there and, and play music for, for the folks over there. Because, when it, it's like I'll tell people about it, and they're like, "Oh, you're you're going to Europe? I mean, can they understand what you're saying? You know, it's a different language." And I'm like, "Well, hmm. I I don't know if they can understand English, but but they can hear the music, they can feel the music. Well, yeah, um, and that's and... music is like the universal language, and so that's what's so cool about it. When it's like I, you know, I. I married a Latina, you know, she's bilingual even, but uh, I, I go to her family and her extended family's house and stuff all the time. And, you know, a lot of times they're playing uh, songs in Spanish, like straight up Mexican music, Tejano music, all that stuff. And I love all of that music now. And I, like I have the songs, a lot of the songs saved on my phone and I'll listen to them. And <laughs> I, I a lot of times I, I don't know, you know, I mean, I, I know a good bit of Spanish. But, you know, in a song, like, I, I can't translate it fast enough in my head as I'm hearing it to what they're saying. So I'm just, like, yeah. sitting there like, yeah, this is a bop, but I, I don't necessarily know what they're saying. So, like you're saying, you know, you don't have to necessarily know what they're saying to like the way it sounds, you know, or the way it feels. Uh, like, I'm, you know, I'm over there jamming Los Tigres del Norte and uh, w whatever else, Bo Bundy every now and then, <laughs> like, some of that stuff. Like, <laughs> uh, um but yeah, it's just it's a good time, you know. Music in other languages is just as just as good. It's like you said, music's a universal language. So yeah, yeah, it's it's interesting too because like I don't know this because I've only I, I don't my experience is not very vast in in playing music over there. I've only done a, a few dates uh, to this right. point, but it seems like there's there's starting to be a lot more popularity with american country music um over in that part of the world now and you're starting to see a lot more you know country artists going over there and, and playing playing songs and maybe it's different instrumentation or just the different genre i mean it sounds probably totally different from anything that they <laughs> yeah. they listen to uh, over true. there so um it's it's just really cool. Like you're starting to see, like I said, you're starting to see a bunch of artists go over there and play, um, you know, extended tours. 
multi-week tours over there and it's it's just it's cool it's a great opportunity for even young artists like myself because that's just kind of paving the way for yeah. us to, to to be able to do that more often yeah because you know someone from you know like yourself from the texas music scene you don't think about <laughs> really it becomes a world tour at that point <laughs> you're going around the world yeah music. and a lot of times you think you know Texas musicians play in Texas because that's kind of what's in the name. But it's like, you know, that's certainly not true anymore. You know, you're playing all across the South and up North and anywhere in the United States. But now, now, you know, I've seen a lot of, you know, there's that Texas country music cruise and then there's people going down into uh, Mexico and stuff too. And maybe in the resorts and stuff, but um, now, and you know, now going over to Europe and stuff too, it's just cool seeing, uh, seeing it go international. (laughs) For sure, but Definitely. um, but you know, speaking of tour dates, you know, you're announcing some tour dates uh, around the world. But do you have anything uh, coming up soon that you want to tell us about? Uh, maybe closer to home uh, with Randall King. We've got some other dates with Randall coming up this year that'll that'll get announced uh, later on. But um, we've got this this Europe thing coming up, and then uh, after we get back from Europe, I'm going to be out of out of the not out of the country. I'm going to go to Hawaii for a week, um, just on a vacation with my wife. And, um, after that, then we'll start to really fill up the calendar and, and get going. You know, we'll, we'll start booking more shows into the spring, but, but this time of year is really slow in terms of booking shows. Mm -hmm. Um, so it's not, my calendar is certainly not as full as, as I would, I would like it to be, but, but that's kind of typical. Um, this time of year, but, um, you know, we'll, we'll start to release those dates as we get closer to them into the spring. Um, and then of course, as we book more of them, they'll start to pop up on the calendar. But, but in terms of right now, um, we've got some of that stuff with Randall and then, uh, this year up stuff. And then we got a couple things in the spring booked right now. Um, which all of that is on the website when williamsmusic.com. And then, of course, like I said, we'll 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 begin as we start rolling into the new year even further. We'll start to to announce more dates and 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 get get out there on the road. I'm tr- I'm trying to get out of state a lot more this year if I can. Yeah. Um, you know, we we've been playing <clears throat> we've been playing the same venues here in Texas for several years now, and right. it's just, um, you know, I'm I'm wanting to grow a little bit further and, and kind of extend my reach to, to some of these other States, um, especially like up towards the Midwest and out further West towards the Rockies and, and, right. and the West coast. And, and I would love, I would love to go East too. Um, Oh yeah. It's, it's just, you know, uh, you know, to get out of Texas, you're, you're driving several hours. Um, <laughs> no matter what direction so you go. Trying to make that work logistically. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> the logistics of of getting out of state is sometimes a challenge, but uh, you know, if you if you can make it all come together, then then it can be really cool because <clears throat> because you're going, like I said, playing new places and um, you're getting to meet new fans and and just just continue to to grow uh, on on the fan base that you have here. Lynn, you know, I never really think about that with playing shows out of state you know being based in texas it's like if you're gonna go play out of state you gotta go play out of state for for a little while you want to be on the road for a little while to make it worth your while 
because that's a lot of driving to, to get out just to get up out of the state and then you know if you're going way north to play a show you don't want to have to come all the way back down and not be playing anything on the way back down so um if you know just there's a lot that goes into that i'm sure planning a tour absolutely yeah we're tr we're trying to get out west uh like i said this year and you know some of it involves catching flights you know between yeah. weekends and you know playing a show in texas and then flying out to flying out somewhere else and and using equipment that's there and then the van and trailer drives to the next town that you're going to play yeah <laughs> it's it's a lot of logistics but uh you know as they say the show must go on and, and that's just what you do <laughs> you just have to you just have to be able to adapt to that kind of stuff and and if we want to get to a point really where we're you know where we're starting to grow outside of texas then then that's what we're going to have to do so it's uh it's a challenge but it's also exciting to think about because you know it, you just kind of like going back to the covid situation you kind of push yourself and figure yeah. out you know what you can make work always trying to push the limits too and just you know um keep growing because i'm sure growth is just always like the goal at the end of the day you know you want more people to hear your music and then that's more opportunity for more people to connect with your music and then that's the ultimate goal you know build build a fan base and have people affected by your music exactly and then you know you talk about uh you've played a lot of these venues here in texas over the past few years um what's uh what's your favorite music venue that you've had the opportunity to perform at either in state or out of state and then uh what are some that you have as goals for the future Yeah, um, <clears throat> some of our favorite venues in the state of Texas uh, are Floors Country Store um, down in Helotus, Texas, outside of San Antonio. Um, it's it's one of the old school dance halls, kind of like Green Hall, uh, which is a legendary right. spot, of course. Um, there's some more modern places, uh, one specifically in Arlington called Texas Live, which is right next to the to the Rangers oh, right ballpark. The um, and the Rangers, right? And, yeah, and Cape and Cowboys Stadium, exactly. And uh, and we we play there quite a bit. Um, that's one of our favorite spots to play. The hospitality is fantastic. They treat us well. Uh, the crowds are always great. Um, yeah. We actually played. We played the first night of the World Series at Texas Live. Wow. Uh, when the when the Rangers were at home uh this this past year like so that was a really cool there, experience yeah. <laughs> yeah um there's another place too we played at the end of december uh in dallas called longhorn ballroom and apparently it's been around for a long time but they recently renovated everything and that is a first class venue they treated us i mean we were opening for kevin fowler and they treated yeah. us just like kevin fowler i mean it was <laughs> You know, a lot of times you go play places as an opening act, and sometimes you don't get treated great. Um, but here at Longhorn Ballroom, it was everything was first class from from the moment we arrived. I mean, we were just treated so well, and and every single one of the staff were like excited that we were there, and they were excited to help, and they wanted to help. And you know, when you go play a place like that, it can very quickly become one of your favorites, just because they're kind of like unicorns. <laughs> <laughs> well, 
Well, yeah, because it's just not not every one is going to give you that same level of treatment when you're opening, I guess. Because uh, sometimes they just kind of want you to go out and do your thing and leave. <laughs> Get out of the way for the next one, huh? Sometimes it can feel that way. Sometimes yeah. it can. But, uh, <laughs> you know, that's, that's not to... You know, no, that's, and that's not, not to yeah, talk down on, but, on any of the venues, but no, but it's just it's the reality of the situation. Um, mm-hmm. But those are those are some of the venues that that we have uh, created really good relationships with, and and like yeah. I said, the hospitality is the number one thing. If you can just treat us well, um, and have have staff that are that are excited to be there, um, yeah, that that want to be at work, you know, that that's just like it's like great customer service. I mean, you, you want to go back to the places that have great customer service. Yeah. Um, in terms of, in terms of places out of state, um, I'm going to have to go outside of the country, uh, for some of those cool spots. Yeah. Um, Italy being, being one of them. And I, I know that Switzerland is going to be, uh, pretty incredible. We spent some time in yeah. Switzerland, uh, this summer and it was, just like what you see on social media, it's like a fairy tale yeah. place. Um, and then for stuff this year, man, I really want to play Billy Bob's. That's that's like yeah. been on my the top of my venue list for the past couple years, and, and, not um, only, and I'm hopeful that this year we'll we'll get that opportunity. You know, I'm sure it's been up there. You know, not only is it Billy Bob's, but it's right in your backyard if you're up there in Fort Worth. <laughs> Yeah, man. I mean, I grew up going there, you know, in high school, I'd go see concerts in, in college. I'd go see concerts and I don't know. It's kind of like, kind of like Harry's in college station. You know, you, you, yeah. you look up there and you go, man, I'd sure like to play that stage someday. And, and then you do, and you do it a number yeah. of times. And then, you know, and then you kind of look at, as, as you grow, you look at bigger venues and, and bigger opportunities and Billy Bob's is yeah. certainly one of those things. Um, eventually Red Rocks uh, right. playing Cheyenne Rodeo would be awesome. Um, you know, ultimately I want to play stadiums, but you know, that's up to the listeners and that's up to the folks that come out Houston to the show. Houston Rodeo one day? <laughs> you know, like Houston Absolutely. Rodeo or Dallas, like all the big, you say playing stadiums, that would be cool. But um, yes, sir. Yeah, it's just is, and you know, and it just it 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 happens now. People come up on the Texas scene, and then they, you know, next thing you know, they're playing they're playing arena shows. I mean, look at guys like uh, Parker and Co. <laughs> you know, started off. I mean, I saw I saw Parker at Harry's opening for Josh Abbott Band for about a hundred people back in like 2016, and you know now he's playing for 70 80,000 people at the rodeo every year so it's pretty cool um to see that but you know uh while I have you here today um anything else that you want to that you want to share or anything coming up you want to let us know while you're here on the pod yeah we we've got new music coming out this year uh we're excited about that but keep an eye out on social media for for that kind of stuff um and then like I said as we as we move closer into the springtime and and of course through the summer uh, we're gonna we're gonna start ramping up the tour dates as well. So uh, all that can be found on my social media and on my website. So 
go check that out. Keep an eye on us. Go stream my my music that I have out now and share it with your friends. And right uh, you know, help help us come to your town. Yeah, well, come on down to Magnolia. <laughs> I do know there is a honky tonk opening about ten minutes from my house here pretty soon. It's one that uh, it's one that when it was open was the second oldest dance hall in Texas. At least that's what the owner told me when I stopped by there the other day. But it's wow. um, Henry's Hideout. Did an episode on it on here like a few episodes back. I'll send it to you when we get off of here. But um, the place looks awesome in there, and they have a big dance floor. They're going to be doing uh, live shows there and stuff, as well as just it's a really neat place. So I'm hoping that it'll bring a lot of, like, bigger names and smaller names and just more live music around here. Check that out for sure. I will. But, um, Henry Henry's Hideout. Henry's Hideout. It's in uh, – it might be listed okay. as being in Plantersville, um, but it's, like, on the border of Plantersville and Magnolia, like, right there. Um but okay. yeah. But uh, Joe, this has been the Red Dirt Aggie Show. I'm Brian, the Red Dirt Aggie. That over there is Wynn Williams. Thanks for hanging out today, man. I appreciate it. Hey, thank you for having me. Gig'em. Yeah, as always, gig'em. And uh, as always, gig'em and God bless. And we'll see you next time. <laughs>